podcast. I am your host, Ruth Rubio. The purpose of the Spanglish Latina podcast is to give and create a safe space where we can talk about anything and everything. Nothing is off limits. Real conversations where we can learn, grow, and share personal experiences, knowledge, and advice. Take what speaks to you and what doesn't resonate, you can choose to take it with a grain of salt. Think of this as a conversation with your amigas or your homegirls. And just a reminder, everything I do or say comes from a good place and I always mean well. Now let's get started. Okay, it is now time to introduce my homegirl, my soul sister, my BFF, my ride or die, Christina. I met Christina when I first began my sugaring journey as well and became our career. So Christina learned the fine art of sugaring at one of the top rated sugaring salons in Los Angeles. It was there that she fell in love with it and decided to further her education in the art by becoming a certified body sugarist. Her expertise lying in Brazilian and Manzilian sugaring and her unique approach to this delicate and intimate service is what has helped her establish herself as one of the top sugarists in the San Fernando Valley. When you go in for your services, check your modesty at the door and please know that you will always be treated with respect, dignity, and care. You can always count on taking a break from life's stress and allow you and the time to pamper yourself. She loves what she does and hopes that it shows when you go in for a visit. Christina, welcome. Yes, girl. I know. Look at you go, girl. You better sell yourself. <laughs> you said hey, it. <laughs> yes, girl. You have to be your number one fan. And if not, I am your fan anyway. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for Hello. being open and actually allowing me to add you to my podcast. I do want to put out, you know, women that I hold near and dear to my heart that have allowed me to grow. I feel like when we met, Christina, I feel like it was weird, but when I first met you, because we trained together, we both learned how to mm-hmm. sugar together. So when I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna start doing sugaring, like we we I didn't know what to expect. I don't know if I didn't you know anything. So when I saw you sitting there, we we're about to get trained, I was like, okay, I'm not alone. I saw that you were nervous too. So honestly, girl, like I was riding on you, I'm sure as much as you were riding on me, like we were both trying to figure it out together and if it wasn't for you girl I don't even think I would be here doing sugaring as a career now like look at us now how many years ago was that now do you remember oh my god I know you've been an esthetician longer than I have Mm -hmm. um I think I've been like 11 or 12 years now no because I was I went right after high school so that was and I'm 30 now so yeah yeah you're I think you I think I'm on my eighth year sugaring. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say, I don't remember, I'm not really good with dates, but I want to say I've been an esthetician for nine because when I graduated for a whole year, I couldn't find a job because no one would hire me. I didn't have experience. You, well, you know how that is. I think that's so dumb because how do you expect us to get experience if you're not going to hire us? Where else are we going to get it? <laughs> yeah, like no one would train me. And I mean, I get it. Like you don't want to just throw somebody in and, you know, and I, and I wanted to get an esthetician job doing anything like base. I don't care. I just wanted to get in. 
Um, because when I went to school, I had another job and then I went to school at night and then I worked graveyard and I had my kids were small at the time. So I was like, I did not waste my time and leaving my kids behind for me not to get a job in this field. Mm -hmm. So I was for that whole year, I was just like looking, looking, looking. And then that salon we used to work at, cause we're not going to tell them. No girl, that wouldn't, no. <laughs> we have some PTSD um, from that, but. Yeah, PTSD. And <laughs> I'm not gonna, but at the time they were really the only sugaring salon in LA that mm -hmm. I knew of. I didn't really know what this was. And they were like, we'll train, start right away. Like everything hit the check. You know, I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. And yeah, same dude, if it wasn't for you, I don't know where I would be because like Anna was so intimidating. <laughs> he just, I love her. She's one of our really good friends now, but yeah. she just, you know, she's just very intimidating looking and, but no, she ended up being so sweet and like trained us so well. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was great. And yeah, if it wasn't, I remember one day, do you remember where we went to work and, um, you were like, oh, you're here. And I was like, yes, you're here. You're like, yeah, dude, if you weren't here, we're, I wasn't going to come the next day. <laughs> I was almost not going to come. And I, uh, I was like, yes, oh. girl, I had a whole ass meltdown where I was ready to quit. It's hard. Like, I know people say we make it look easy because I think once you get the hang of it, it is. But it's an art. Sugaring is an art. And it's mm -hmm. definitely not for the weak because... I was weak in the beginning where I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw in the towel. I can't do this. It was so hard to manipulate. So just having you there and realizing that, okay, it's normal. We're beginners, you know, and obviously the people that trained us were constantly saying it will get easier. Just don't, um, but it's hard to not get overwhelmed. It's like, you want to get something right away. So when you don't, you lose your shit a little bit. It's like, no, I need to perfect this. And why? And I think to this day, I think we're still trying to just get better at our craft and work towards yeah. that. But we've had history, girl. We've had oh, history. Yeah. We, and, used... wait, we had to train twice because when we learned the first time, oh. we were, you guys, we were triggering <laughs> people's private parts and body parts with no gloves believe it or not in the state of california this was allowed because this lady was conducting business this way sugaring people with no gloves and i remember being like this is weird but okay you know we had just, i had just graduated from school a year before so obviously i know this is not right but why was i there <laughs> you know whatever but then i guess we had to retrain again to learn to do it with gloves Thank goodness. Um, yeah, so we had to learn twice. But I, I fell in love with it. I did like it. I, I liked that it was something that was unique. Not a lot of people did it. And I decided to find a certification course. And I went and I learned some other techniques. And I got certified. That's how passionate I was about it. I'm like, I want to get certified. And I want to be the real deal, you know? Mm -hmm. And honestly, I did learn a lot of, a lot of things. And I'm so glad I did it. Because I just feel like it just, I don't know. You I can add it. that to your belt too. You're yeah. certified. You have more tips and tricks from other people. I think it's always good to take courses just to, you know, there's always something else you can learn and grow from. So I'm glad that you did that girl. But I we worked together. I think honestly, that was like the best year ever when we worked at the mall. Mm -hmm. Like we were the adopted children, I feel, when yeah. we were working at that location. Like we were over there. 
yeah, we were the underdogs. And I was like, you know what? Like, I think we built a good branch aside from what was told, but yeah. whatever. But that's where we had our clientele. That's where we build our clientele. And then that branch closed. And then you went off to, was it, is that considered Topanga? What is that considered? Uh, I think it's still considered Canoga Park. Canoga Park. At the Topanga Mall. Yeah. And that's when our clients just are a ride or dies. They followed both of us everywhere. That's the good thing. That's when we know we're doing something right. When your clients are bouncing around the valley wherever you go. <laughs> yeah. As much like crap as I talk about that company, mm-hmm. I, I honestly am very thankful to them. Yeah. We, we learned a lot. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot. I mean, I made really good friends. I made you, my sister. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, we made really good friends, and not just with our coworkers, but like I feel like our clients. We built our a really strong clientele during that year or whatever that we were there. Um, both you and I, we mm-hmm. just and the cool thing was, I feel that our clients they got so attached to us they were like, I think I'm gonna follow Ruth because she's closer to me, and I was like, girl live your life go wherever and fame like and I'm so thankful regardless of all the crap I talk about them I'm very thankful because because of them I have the clientele that I have now seven years later eight years later whatever they're still with me like Mm -hmm. most of them are still some of them have dropped off you know we lose some clients to laser we Mm -hmm. lose some clients that they move but for the most part all these women have followed me and I'm like super super thankful Mm-hmm. Yes, we we're kind of kidding about the other company, but we definitely are thankful for that opportunity just to learn and grow. And it was a stepping stone, you know, like we learned mm-hmm. a lot from it, what to do, what not to do, how to set boundaries. <laughs> That's important. And I like I said, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have met you and all the good friends that I have now. And our clients, like you said, our clients are literally so loyal. And I think that's what was so such a breath of fresh air for me because, you know, you hear the beauty industry, you hear the horror stories of how women can be catty. So me ultimately going to school for that industry, I was like, am I kind of setting myself up? Because you know me, girl, I hate drama. I am not about that life. So you were also straight out of high school. Yes, I was a baby child when I <laughs> yeah. I was fresh out of high school so I was like what am I going into I don't like the cattiness I'm not about that so just going into actually the career because I wasn't able to find a job right away like I worked at Sally's for a year and then that's when I heard about the place we're not gonna name (laughs) (laughs) and I think just when I realized like just the people you the other girls were just so welcoming and nice I think that's when I was like, okay, I think it is what you make it. Obviously, if you're a little B, that's what you're going to get. But as far as I'm concerned, like, we all are each other's number one supporters. Like, when I'm not working, I tell them to go to you or Anna. Like, I feel like in our circle, we're very welcoming. We're very nice. And I feel like we're trying to break that stigma of being catty and not supporting each other. Because I feel like you think the same way we want everyone around us to win we all want to help each other grow we all want to help each other thrive at our practice and I think it's good that we're building that sense of community within our community as well from my point of view I I did run across a couple of like even in beauty school Mm -hmm. I there was girls that were already in the industry maybe dabbling maybe they were already somewhere and they were just coming to school to get their license and then just go back to whatever career they had and I noticed that 
some of these women, that's where the cattiness and the whole, um, I don't know what the word is, but you would be like, oh, wow, that's so cool. I like your technique. And they'd be like, yeah. I'm like, how do you do that? And they're like, well, read the book. Well, da, da, da. like I hated that. Mm-hmm. Like, or like, oh, well, I don't know. You should practice. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to help me? And I remember I was the person training the new girls at that salon. And I was like, let me show you. Like, I want you to succeed. Like, whatever secret or whatever technique that I have, I want to help you. Like, ask me anything. I will teach you the little tips and tricks. If your sugar gets stuck, like, this is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. If you have this kind of, like, I want, I want you, because if they're happy, I, they don't have to keep calling me to help them. If they know how to do it themselves, I can do my job. Mm-hmm. And I did run across that with a lot of these, um, some of these girls that were just very, gatekeeping that's the word gatekeeping. yeah gatekeeping they, yeah they did just didn't want to tell you and it's like well fuck you then bitch like mm-hmm. i'm gonna learn myself and i'm gonna be better than you so fuck you so <laughs> bye and that's the thing i don't get like why would you want to not i mean again not everyone's the same way but clearly i surround myself with like-minded people where it's like why wouldn't you want to help someone else like this isn't fake we generally do want people to be better because we were there once before you know when we were trained girl like I said why well, I almost threw in the towel so for people to gatekeep and not want to share their tips and tricks like girl if anything I'm like please ask me if I can help anyone like that's my goal in life to help people and if you know one little tip can help them even better so I totally agree because beauty school was definitely cattiness and there were people like that but that's in every industry I feel you just have to weed them out get the bad apples out but I think we have a good little community within our community so I think that's really good I think so too it's like being being helpful to another fellow esthetician or just beauty the person in the beauty industry in your job whatever is not going to take anything from my skills Mm -hmm. I am confident in the skills that I have I I am confident that I provide like a great experience for my client Sometimes maybe I don't. I've had people walk out on me, you know, early on. They were just like, this sucks. It hurts. Fuck you, bitch. You're mm-hmm. hurting me. Bye. And and it's okay. But me helping my fellow coworker is not going to take anything away from me. I don't feel threatened by me helping them. If anything, I have another reliable source to send some of my clients to when I go on vacation or when, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I just don't see why women, some women are people in the industry are like that they yeah no me quita nada no me quita nada to to send somebody somewhere else there's so many of us out here like there's so many taco stands everywhere like mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want them all to thrive you have your favorites if you don't want to go there don't go there like mm-hmm. just just be supportive man like i don't know what what that's about I know. I don't think we'll ever understand because like I said, we're just not those type of people that gatekeep. So we we don't get it. We don't we're not about that life. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. And as far as it goes, Christina, do you have because I know I've had horror stories from our whole careers. <laughs> You're like, where do I start? <laughs> um well look. Pussy smells like pussy, okay? Like, it's, that's what it smells like. And mm-hmm. it's, that's what it is. And I, when people come to me, and I always say this to, to them all the time, when people get out of work, they've just been at work, you know? Like, they, I understand they, they were on in the car ride coming here. They're not going to be as fresh as they woke up in the morning and took a shower. 
And that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. If I know it bothers them because just as, as a person, we're like, <gasps> for the most part, they're always like, can I use your bathroom? Can I freshen up? And I'm like, yeah, girl, go. Mm-hmm. So 99% of my girls are awesome. Guys too. Gents, I'm not forgetting you either. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't discriminate. <laughs> we don't discriminate. 99% of my girls are freaking awesome. Like, yeah, so they, so they smell like they just got off of work. No problem. It doesn't bother me. That's not a horror story to me. Mm-hmm. A horror story to me is I had a girl come in right in the morning. So you think you're coming in the morning, you're going to take a shower, right? Before you come. So she calls me. Oh, no, she comes in and she's like, oh, man, girl, she starts getting undressed. We're getting ready. Oh, girl, yeah, I've been at my boyfriend's house this whole weekend and we haven't had water all weekend. <gasps> oh, she no. She water at his apartment. And I'm like, okay, so you haven't taken a shower in two days. Okay, carry the one. All right. Okay, so I'm already mentally prepared. She gets on the table, and then I'm waxing her, and I'm like, surprisingly, it's not bad. Cool. Uh And then she's like, oh, and if you see anything coming out, don't worry. Me and my man just got it on this morning. Oh, no, girl. We don't need pussy juice. No. Even if she didn't tell me, I would have known. But why did she feel that she had to tell me? And at the same time, I'm like, well, this is how close we are. This is how close us and our clients feel we are, that you can just be like, yeah, girl, don't worry. Like, So in a, in a way, I'm like, okay, we're, she sees we're like comfortable. I'm, we're comfortable. But in a way, it's like, come on, girl. Like, It's a little TMI. I don't need to know that you were boning your man all weekend. That's one of the worst where I was just like, the whole situation was like, what? Yeah, girl. Like at that point, I don't need to know your sexy time hours. Just wipe Mm. it or get a little manguerita. You know, that's what I have, girl. It's the best thing ever. Just do a little quick washy washy. (laughs) Dude, I provide wipes. I provide stuff for, I offer the restroom. Mm-hmm. you know just go to the restroom but it was just weird that 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 if you want to call it a horror story was one of the memorable ones is he salia? <laughs> like was there semen still in her girl like i've had girls who was like it's not i you i don't know if you can tell but i can tell when it's discharge and when it's like come yeah <laughs> i can tell yeah like, yeah yeah girl there's been stories where i'm just like <laughs> i don't know if you ever experienced this lady where we used to work I think that's my horror story and it was disgusting like uh, see this is the thing that confuses me and what I've experienced that again we don't judge it, it is what it is well yeah. her, no I'm not I'm gonna I'm, I'm not gonna lie I was judging her we all were judging her because number oh. one girl it was bad I, I don't know if I ever told you about this one but the other girls will know what I'm talking about where one of my coworkers literally she was Russian girl she had no filter she got out of there when she it was like because she would come like in sporadic and I did her once and then the next time she came my coworker did her girl she walked out of that room and was talking shit and you know how over there where we worked before it didn't have a cover at the top so mm-hmm. it was just rooms but no roof so you could hear everything she Mm -hmm. was literally she walked out and said i am not waxing that dirty bee she is disgusting she is sick like she was letting it have it you know russians they don't give a shit so i was like oh i mean you were saying it i was thinking it but you really that's how bad it was girl and i hope people 
I'm just getting grossed out just thinking about it. So this girl, when I waxed her, in my opinion, and she was like in her like maybe 30s. So this is where I'm like, are people not, no les enseñan como lavarse? Like you don't, you don't know how to clean yourself because when I tell you there was dry blood in those pubes, there was, there was, Elsie, I'm like getting <coughs> nauseous just thinking about it. There was this one no girl, there was dry blood, there was body juice, but it was her hair was grown out, so it was all crusty and just the odor that came out of that, like oh god, girl. I think I could smell it now. Girl, it was bad. Like she was known. And like, why wouldn't you think that? See, I'm like about to throw up, bro. Oh, no, Wait. I would have remembered this. I don't remember. Okay, you win. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Where I was just like, you and win. again, like, I mean, we don't, it is what it is, you know, like, and plus people stop apologizing for, you know, I'm so sorry, you have to see this, or I'm so sorry, oh, you yeah, have to guys, do my don't... butt strip. No, knock it off. We see them. Yeah. We've seen too many to care. As long as you're not a pervert or a weird person or have dry, dry blood. <laughs> from oh, months of your period See, to me that's just disrespectful it, yeah it's beyond hygiene it's just it, it it oh god that's disrespectful it's like if i tell like just what should i do to prepare girl just pretend like you're gonna go have a dick appointment mm-hmm. that's all you gotta do pretend like you're gonna go you met this dude on tinder and you're about to get laid what do i do to prepare that's what you do to prepare you wash your ass you wash your pussy put on some cute underwear I don't care about the underwear but you know and get going that's what you do to prepare pretend you pretend like you're about to go get laid yeah. if this chick had followed that who knows or maybe that's how she I don't know I think or maybe they think like well they're gonna be down there anyway they're gonna clean it anyway I don't I'm I don't telling you girl it looked like it had been weeks of that stuff there oh my god and what, oh gosh I'm telling you the smells and that like I'm still that uh, that's definitely a PTSD one. Like that I one. Your coworker though, because she was I. I would have just thugged it out to be honest. She, I think she walked out and someone else had to wax the girl because she mm-hmm. definitely was not about it, girl. She was like, absolutely not. That is disgusting. Did they not show her how to clean herself? Like, like I said, she was saying what we all were thinking, but she's, yeah, she was like, I don't give a shit. They don't pay me enough to be dealing with this. Like, no, the stuff we've dealt with, sometimes I'm just like, Lord. No, Lord. I'm, I'm fortunate. I, I don't really have that many. I mean, I've had the occasional poop in the butt. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even bother me anymore. Yeah. Um, I guess that's kind of like anal leakage. And then also, as I, as the years have gone by, I've also learned about other conditions that women have. So I, it also helps me be like more understanding. Mm-hmm. Six years ago, I would have been like, ew. Mm-hmm. But now because I'm, you know, I'm older. I'm also older. I'm in my 40s, mid 40s there's stuff that happens to our bodies. Like we have a lot of discharge, you know, we're ovulating and a lot of us, because we don't know, we don't know any better. And I say a lot of us, cause I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And I have clients who still don't know any better. We think that that's nasty. Like, Oh my God, I have so much discharge. I'm so, and I'm like, girl, that's your pussy doing what it's supposed to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's that there's, you know, like anal leakage. People have that. I didn't know that that was a thing. Like mm-hmm. it just, it Sometimes their diet, their medication, their 
medic, uh, like yeast infections and stuff. A yeast infection is not a bad thing. You know, it's not like something to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. Antibiotics give you a yeast infection or a UTI. Like all of those things are not things to be ashamed of. Even an STD is not anything to be ashamed of. You just, as long as you're aware and you go take care of it, because mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you like, yeah, girl, you have BV. You have yeah. to like, I'm not a doctor, but you know, I mean, I'm more aware of a, a woman's body, my body now that I'm older. And I, I wish I would have known these things way back. Like PCOS. I, I just would think like, damn, this girl has a mustache and it's thick. It's actually a hormonal imbalance. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, this stuff. Yeah. You know? And why is it so thick? Well, because their hormones are, hormones are imbalanced and they obviously are aware. That's why they're coming to us to take care of it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, baby esthetician me was very judgy. 40 year old <laughs> year old me is a, is a lot less judgmental because I'm in that boat. I'm in that mid forties. And a lot of my clients are in that range, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, it's, it, helps me be a little bit more like understanding of mm-hmm. what's going on with our bodies like okay you know but no my girls are great I really don't have really any complaints except for that one where I was like girl <laughs> don't do it girl honestly my clients are good like for the most part like you said they know that they have to come clean they for the most part always say I just showered and we appreciate that mm-hmm. ladies thank you for that yeah you know. If you come after work or another thing, I'm on my period. I'm so sorry. It's called a tampon. I could work around a string. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, and at this point, I'm like, and I get it. You know, the first timers are definitely more shy, but I'm like, you know what? Just spread eagle. Like we all have one. And I feel like that's what we're incorporating in our practice where you do have to feel comfortable with your body. You do have to do self-care, self-love. I mean, this shit hurts. Don't get me wrong, but it is definitely worth it. And I think my goal as an esthetician is for them to walk out feeling more confident, and more secure with themselves because you know we hear so many stories and I feel like throughout my career you really see how women do suffer with that like have low self-esteem issues or no self-love and if by that service we can help them help themselves why not and we're getting them ready for their men for their women or for the doctor like where are the people you see before you see them so (laughs) No, yeah, def- definitely. And we, we do, I mean, we're, we're doing the Lord's work over here. Mm-hmm. We're changing, we're changing lives. Um, one hoo-ha at a time. <laughs> one hoo-ha at a time. And not just doing the hair removal part, because that's just an optional thing. That's just a personal preference of what they want to do. But man, like when I tell you how fulfilled I feel when I think about like, I'm going to get like, oh, is that like, some of these people, like, yeah, you make them feel better by taking their hair off and they feel more empowered and, oh, I feel sexy. But, man, that 15, 20 minutes that they're on my table and they're telling me how, you know, their kid is going through stuff, their husband's, like, cheating on them. They're, and I can just sit there and, like, listen. And, like, the fact that they feel so comfortable while they're opening their legs to be like, yeah, girl, and da 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 And they just spread their they're like they just open up to me man that's a privilege that's, literally that is a privilege to be able to be like wow this woman really trusts me mm-hmm. you know she really not only trusts me to like pull the hair out of her vagina out of her vulva her vulva, her vulva. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, the fact that they like open up emotionally too to like tell us their their secrets that even some of their friends don't even know, their family doesn't know. It's it's crazy and it's so so cool. Yeah, I think it's it's just goes to show how we are offering that safe space and just mm -hmm. no judgment because I feel like so many women or people in general just need someone to listen to them. And in our experience, if we're that person that can help them get through a tough chapter in their lives, and I think we do, and I know they say you're not supposed to do this, but we do get attached to our clients because mm -hmm. we've had our loyals for years. Like we've been seeing their children grow up. We've seen them get married go through pregnancies how the babies that were in their bellies while we wax them mm -hmm. are like two three years old now and it's just so it's like you said it's a privilege for them to allow us into their lives and vice versa you know like I feel for me personally I feel like I I love what I do so it doesn't feel like work to me like I genuinely just enjoy it and just seeing my clients like I feel like I'm catching up with friends every time I see them be like oh so how was your trip or how mm -hmm. how's it going with so and so or what did you end up doing so I feel like um, we we hold such a strong relationship to our clients and we do appreciate our clients and the loyalty and let's be real if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be where we are now and it goes to show that we really do care about people and you know like obviously we're saying horror stories but not all our clients are like that for the most part yeah like those are the horror stories and none of my clients are like that so she was not my client <laughs> yeah yeah she was not your client my clients know better but that's the beauty you know, of it yeah too. like our clients are the are the best that's mm -hmm. like the you're right it doesn't feel like work um it felt like work when I was at the other place because at the other place it was like hey guys you have 12 minutes to do these clients. Christina, why are you taking 15 minutes to do your client? Ruth is doing doing them in nine minutes. How come you're taking? That's how strict they were. It was just like a factory of Brazilians. It was like mm -hmm. in and out, in and out. And what this lady did not understand is that these people that come in here, it's their first time. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're going on their honeymoon and they want to surprise their husband. Maybe they are just insecure. Maybe they want to give this to themselves as a self-care thing for their birthday. Whatever the occasion was, I want, like, this is, dude, the first time, sometimes, like, you know, like, you have to talk to these women and, and ease them in and create bonds and make them feel comfortable. And I don't understand what this business owner was thinking when she created this module of burn and turn, like, just keep going, like, next, 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 next. But fortunately, in those 12 minutes or 10 minutes that she made us do them in, I was able to make connections. Mm -hmm. I was able to like, you know, and I didn't care if I took 15, 20 minutes. I didn't care. I, I didn't care if I was the slowest one there. I wanted to make connections because mm -hmm. it's all about connections, man. It's a, you, you can't just ask somebody to come on your table, spread their legs and bye. I want to get to know you like if I'm going to see your lady bits or your privates I might as well get to know you and that's the thing we wanted to have give them an experience where they didn't feel rushed and I think that's where we you and I struggled with where we were because she wanted us to be so fast and just in and out in and out but we're not like that like when we're doing our work we like to take our time we like to make sure we get everything like that's not us so I think that's why we were having such a hard time there because of that because we didn't want to feel like they 
because people feel energies people know like if you're mm-hmm. having a bad day people will feel that and vice versa if they're having a bad day you we feel their energy so much so for her to constantly be like stressing us out and we were in a stressful environment because of the time limits she would give us like this lady wanted us to do like four in an hour and let's be real mm-hmm. people have to use the restroom people have to get ready people do not all take pain the same way and we're not what we do is a very sensitive area where it does cause pain I mean for the most part our regulars are already used to it but we're still putting pain on people where I'm not gonna be like you can't take a break no like I'm in a time crunch sorry not sorry just take it like that's where I feel like I struggled being there the most because you actually left before I did right you left I was, I was over it dude I yeah it just wasn't fun for me anymore I'm like this really sucks and I need to leave here before I really start hating it I really was hating it I'm mm-hmm. this is it was so stressful I had to train the girls plus I had to do my clients and it was an hourly hourly job mm-hmm. we didn't have commission we, it was just we got paid by the hour didn't get a raise the whole time we were there mm-hmm. um you know so it was just like whether I work harder or slower or fast I'm still gonna get paid the same thing so what the fuck? I, oh man, I hated it so bad. And it was the best decision I ever did. I left. Um, I found a place that had a room and I was able to take my clients there. And I already knew I was leaving. So I was already taking like people's names down and I'm like, Hey guys, I'm leaving. That's the only way I was able to like kind of survive and make some money on like after I left, because when I left, I worked at a nail salon Mm -hmm. and I don't do nails. I don't know how to be a receptionist. I don't know how to do any, all I know how to do is this. And this Uh is all I want to do. And man, I built clientele there. I brought some of my clients there and then worked there for like a year or something. And that's where I met my business partners that I have now. I have uh, my business partner, Jazz manicured by jazz love her um, she's my nail girl yes hey jazz shout out love you girl <laughs> and uh lash by lily i've met them there at that salon and we ended up they ended up going they were going to go on their own and build their own thing and i'm like wait i, I want to come can, can i come and they're like well let me see if there's an extra space and thankfully there was um we met another see i'm telling it's all about connection so we met mm-hmm. one of our coworkers was one of uh, the owners of another salon that they were small business owners and they had an extra room and they were like okay like you guys can you guys can come dude the room was super small but we made it work best decision ever fast forward what almost 4 or 5 years now we have our own place we have our own like our own space, our own clients, our own control. I work four days. I mean, how awesome is this? I work four days a week by appointment. I charge what I want. I make what I, and I have the freedom. Cause that's another thing I, I uh, like struggled with was the work-life balance. Mm -hmm. I wasn't home with my kids. I was driving all the way to Canoga park for like two clients driving back home. Like, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, Mm -hmm. why am I doing this to myself? And I was able to find a system that works the days that work for me the price that I am able to charge and I and I'm comfortable I'm happy where I am mm-hmm. I think I that's encourage you go go girl girl 
you honestly I don't know if I've ever told you but your words were literally what I heard being there like why are you still there what are you still doing there and it ultimately comes down to fear fear has stopped I'm sure not only me but so many of us from growing and you know I was like you know what it's true what am I still doing there like just do it and like your words would constantly play like just get out of there you know you're better than that you don't deserve to be treated because like you said it was just a factory of in and out and it was a point where the burnout was becoming real and that's when I finally left I mean I went to another place where I was commissioned but after that being there for two years that's when I officially left and started my own business but when I did it, I'm like, Christina was right. Why didn't I do it sooner? It's ridiculous how we are making other people rich instead of ourselves. Like now that we have our, yeah. And now that we have our own business, like you said, we have our own schedule. We have that freedom to do whatever we want, charge whatever we want. And our clients know that we are worth it. And that is why our clients do follow us regardless. Like they know our worth. They know that experience uh, that we bring to the experience in general like I think that thanks to you I am where I am today because I was going through it I was struggling I didn't I wasn't sure of myself I was doubting myself but ultimately you just have to do it you just have to take the leap of faith and know that God the universe that your ancestors whatever you believe in your higher self got you and like you said I wish I would have done it sooner because Lord knows who knows where I would have been now if I would have but better late than never and this is just a reminder for everyone if you feel the need to do something just do it (laughs) absolutely if you have a skill that you know you're good at and you're and nobody needs to tell you that you're good at it if you in your heart and soul if you know like damn I'm good at this and I can do this on my own why not it is it is scary trust me when I left I was like we have this little room, like, what am I going to do? It was really stressful. It was very, very stressful. And I was like, Man, shit. but dude, I think the universe got me though, because I never had to get like supplemental income. I never had to, I was able to keep myself, provide for my kids and, and still do what I love. I didn't have to supplement at all. Mm-hmm. I still was able to do that. And as the years went on, I'm like, wait, I'm undercharging. I'm underselling myself. I'm mm-hmm. worth more than this. And gradually I, I raised my rates, raised my rates. And the clients that understand, understand. They're mm-hmm. like, okay. So we're sometimes I'm out of the budget for some other people. And that's okay. Maybe that's not the type of client that I need. They can mm-hmm. go to a place that's more affordable for them. And that's fine. That's, I was scared to raise my rates because like, oh, people are going to leave me and they're mm-hmm. like, I'm too expensive. But they know they, my barber has, my barber has raised his rates. Well, my son's barber. Mm-hmm. And I've stuck with him because yeah, it is expensive, but guess what? I budget for it. Mm-hmm. I budget for it. My son gets his haircuts. Like, then it just, man, just do it guys. If you mm-hmm. are thinking of, starting your own business whatever it is man whatever there's a market for everything mm-hmm. market for do it just do it you know we're still lear- I'm still learning I know I'm about you but I'm still oh, yes. learning a lot of things I, I don't have a business background I didn't go to college or whatever I went to esthetician school you same know, but, girl same but like, I'm learning and fortunately I have a lot of friends that have their own businesses who have taught me some things and I've learned some things and I'm still learning but yeah, guys, if you guys really want to 
fucking do it. Find some people that are like-minded that will mm. push you and do it. Exactly. I think that ultimately, like Shia LaBeouf, just do it. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want haters saying, like, ah, you're going to do that. Nah, nobody's going to want to buy that or nobody's going to, you know, you don't buy. You don't need those people. You need the people that are going to be like, fuck yeah, like, where are you going to be you. at so I can buy your stuff? Where are you going to be at so I can go get service by you like mm -hmm. that's the people that I want around me exactly and know your worth because that is a struggle I feel like not a lot of people talk about but when we do have to increase our prices it's not easy for us and we no, struggle no. we struggle with that we have like like you said our client's gonna leave us or are we even worth that much like there is that doubt in us but we're worth it and our clients know we're worth it. The investment is worth it. And I mean, just believe in yourself. Ultimately, I feel like just know that you are definitely worth it. And as hard as it is, you know, running a business is not easy. And same girl, I'm learning as I go at this point. I'm like, I mean, I've been, <laughs> I think I'm doing it right. <laughs> I think I'm doing something right. You know, yeah. we're still even through a pandemic. How was it for you during the pandemic? Because girl, we were like, we're not essential. What do you mean? We're not essential. Why is my client trying to have me go to her house then and do it on the DL? Then if we're not essential, that was such, no that was BS. But how was your experience with the pandemic and not being able to work? I don't know if you were or not. Uh, no, the first, well, you know, when the pandemic hit or whatever, it was like, fuck, we're all going to die. Everybody <laughs> stay in your home. Don't breathe. Don't even look outside. Like, don't it think of crazy. it. Don't mm -hmm. even, like, it was so crazy. Um, we, we didn't work for the first, what, two, three months or whatever. Cause we were like, no, we're going to follow the rules. But then stupid mayor, not mayor, the governor was like, teasing us we're like well we might open you guys might be essential and all that stuff so after a while I was like wait a minute let me open my eyes Costco's open Target's mm -hmm. open uh-uh so I hit up my or my clients were hitting me up the whole time like mm -hmm. if you're cool with it I'm cool with it can you come to my house but I still didn't want to do that because you know yeah. we didn't know a lot and after a while I called my 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 business partners and I was like hey guys I'm gonna go to work I'm going to go to work. I'm going to take all the precautions. I'm only going to be taking selective, like a selective few people that have hit me up, people that I feel that are cool. And if they're cool, I'm cool. I'm going to mm -hmm. take all the precautions. How do you guys feel about it? And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Cause I, I, ha I respect my partners a lot and I want, if we're not on the same page, yeah, I'm not doing it. So they were like, yeah, go for it. So I did it. And shortly after they followed suit, they started taking little bit, little by little. And it, it was fine. After that, we just did all everything that we could do, dude, everything. Like mm -hmm. we stopped serving coffee. We stopped serving water. We stopped, you know, allowing guests coming in. We, we just, it was like one person only. And that sucked because sometimes people had to bring their kid mm -hmm. or whatever. But in a way it kind of helped me because those girls that bring their boyfriends, why 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 do you bring your mans like uh, why? it's one of their fantasies to see their girl get waxed who knows moral, know. what is it moral support so, i don't know it makes me feel so uncomfortable because last week we were talking about him 
and how much of a douche he is. And now we can't continue the cheese man because now he's sitting here. Like now the douche is here. I need to know what happened. Clearly, y'all still together, but what happened? <laughs> what happened? You can't just leave me here with the not the full cheese. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we stopped doing that, and no, we're good. We're we're still taking some precautions. We're a little bit more. I'm lenient with the mask. I don't ask them to wear a mask if they don't want to. I wear mine just because I don't want to keep breathing all the powder in. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, "Do you need me to wear one?" I'm like, "If you feel comfortable, mm -hmm. go get it." Yeah. If you don't, that's that's fine with me. You don't have to worry. I'm I'm good. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too that in beauty school they taught us to wear masks like we were wearing masks before masks were a thing I feel in esthetician mm -hmm. school so like for people to be like oh you don't have to wear your mask I'm like oh no really I'm used to it like at this point I don't mind it really is though <laughs> like it's my blanket my security blanket like I don't have to smile at people when I'm in the store anymore like I can hide from fulano if I don't want to be seen mm -hmm. like I love the mask like I know some people are like how do you breathe I I don't know I think I'm so used to it now where I'm just like Ugh. that was so weird when people were like I can't breathe with I'm like really like <laughs> this thing is on my face seven hours a day while i'm waxing people i don't want to hear while I'm waxing people and y'all can't like what are you talking about they just like to complain but like oh yeah to each their own but same girl yeah. i still wear my mask it's all to my clients if they want to wear it or not but i still wear mine See, Karen, you know, it's okay. I'm not going to be like, why are you wearing your mask? Yeah. You know, you don't need it. You know, you don't like, no, it's, that's their prerogative. That's fine. It's what they want to do. It's all good. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't, bother me. Mm -hmm. it doesn't make, change anything for me. But yeah, I'm glad that, you know, during the pandemic, you guys were still able to go and continue and thrive because uh, I feel like the small businesses were the ones that were mostly affected when the pandemic happened. Like all the big corporations were being uh, funded and helped out. And I think that's another thing where we were so thriving on the small communities and building the small businesses where I feel like I personally shop. I try to, for the most part, shop and support small businesses because we do have small businesses ourselves so we know the struggle we know how it's good and bad we see the struggles we see the good we see people thriving but people don't realize that it's not always like that it is hard work it does take a lot of your energy your time your money so if anyone and everyone can support small businesses let's try to help as many as we can because let's be real Target and Walmart are going to be totally fine <laughs> at least oh, I would yeah. think <laughs> yeah the, the pandemic for sure like launched a whole bunch of small businesses because out of necessity right like mm -hmm fuck I'm not working uh my husband's not working like I'm gonna all the stuff that people were doing for free before they started charging mm -hmm. that person that was making those balloon things the person that was renting oh here you could borrow my my canopy no now I'm gonna rent it to you like mm -hmm. the people was were still having parties people were still do dude and it was awesome to see people just coming out of nowhere with like stuff we're like wow they're selling this like I want that mm -hmm. like it, if any, that, that's the good thing that came out of the pandemic was definitely it launched a bunch of small businesses everywhere. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. people finally opened their eyes and saw like, you know what? I'm not going to work for corporate America anymore. And if, like I said, if I'm going to make anyone money, it's going to be for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you make money, like, like again, like, where are you going to be at so I can buy your stuff? Where mm -hmm. are you going to be? Pop-ups became popular. Um, I went to a really cool pop-up during during quarantine. Um, it was 
uh, somewhere in somebody's backyard. It was so cool. It was in a backyard and like from the front, it looked like just natural. And I went to the back and booth after booth after booth, music playing, like drinks. There was, okay. it was so awesome. People, plants. I, that's how I got into plants during the stupid. <laughs> a lot of people became plant parents during the pandemic. Yeah. Like that was one of the things that I noticed where so many people went to plants and plants are healing. So, hey, why not? The plantitas need love too. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at my big ass plant right there right now. But yeah, that's the pandemic did that. And that's one of the positive things. Yeah. I yeah, agree. The things was all the racists came out of nowhere. Well, not of nowhere. You know, we knew they were there, but all the racists came out. All the violence came out. Like that sucks. That's a bad thing. There was so much uh, transition. I feel during the pandemic where I feel like the minorities realize we're not the minority anymore. We are the majority. So I think if anything, the pandemic had to happen for us to open our eyes and really see what is going on with the government, what is going on in uh, around where we live in our communities and open our eyes and not be so naive. Because like you said, racism was such a big thing that was coming out, you know, and it's just interesting to see how it all unraveled during the pandemic. Like we were already going through a whole ass pandemic. Then you had mm-hmm. the social injustices and then the divide in America. Like, how do we look at for other countries? We can't even get along with each other, but we're over here having wars with each other. And other countries are like, look at them, look at them. Like that to me yeah. is like, we need to get it together, guys. <laughs> the crazy thing is that I, I saw too was a lot of like, within our own people there was like racism within our own people Mm -hmm. and that was like really weird to see because what I've noticed is that like third fourth generation like I was born here my parents were but I realized that my parents moved here Mm -hmm. they became citizens of here so now they're Americans I'm American by birth Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just as American as whoever Mm -hmm. like you know so these third fourth generation Americans that are parents are, are are from wherever Latin American countries or whatever, I started seeing like they feel like they're better than like us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and then they start calling like they because they don't speak Spanish. So I feel they feel better than we are because we speak Spanish. But then I'm like, I think that's your insecurity showing, sir, because you don't know how to speak Spanish. You feel some type of way. And mm-hmm. now I, now you're throwing your insecurities at me instead of embracing your culture instead Mm -hmm. of saying like damn yes my grandparents my great-great-grandparents were Mexican and or whatever I'm gonna use Mexican because I'm part half Mexican but you know like instead of just embracing that instead no you come and attack you know El Elotero man Mm -hmm. because he's out here doing his job trying to support his family making them feel less than what are you doing like I just saw a lot of like within our own community and I didn't like that at all yeah I agree I think it it be your own people sometimes how they say it be your own people and instead of you know trying to help each other out they were literally just trying to whatever they could do to sabotage and that's sad because it's like instead of helping them like what do you get out of that you know what does that do for you yeah Mm-hmm. I like, agree, girl. I, I, I didn't get that. And my kids are what? What I guess you could say I'm first. My kids are second generation. They're eventually going to have kids and then they're going to have kids. 
I'll be damned if my great great grandkids are gonna be one of these assholes that are gonna be like, like I don't know if you saw that video of that lady that was like, I'm Mexican but I speak oh, English. Gosh, we do that not gender. take her. She is not I one of us. I will be damned if my I will be rolling around in my grave if my great great grandkids were out here talking that mess. Like mm -hmm. no, I, I want my kids to be proud of where they are. They my my kids are proud. Well, I'm a proud no sabo kid parent. <laughs> you know, they don't speak Spanish fluently, and that's partially my fault. But and that's okay. Like I'm gonna I'm trying my best to have that have them learn. But if they don't and it falls off, I mean, what am I? I don't know. What what can I do? Mm -hmm. But I'll be damned if their kids and their their kids are gonna be out here talking about. Yeah, but I speak English. Like, no, I want them, I want this to continue. I want them to be proud of where they come from, where they come from, where my, like the fact sacrifices that they, that my parents made because my parents came here. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want them to realize. Damn, my mom's parents started this, you know, and yeah. be proud of where you are. I don't want, I, I just like, when I saw that, I'm like, this dumb bitch, her freaking abuelita is in her grave rolling around like, yeah, we do not claim her. We do no. not claim her. No, dude. That no. was horrible. That was horrible. They need to know they come from a strong line of mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, people that don't take shit. Mm -hmm. They don't feel sorry for themselves and they make shit work through a pandemic, through whatever. Their abuelita made it happen, baby. Yes, girl. You have to <laughs> you have to hold your strong lineage because that's exactly what we're doing. We're planting the seeds for our future generations to be able oh, to thrive. Yeah. To give them what we didn't have for whatever reasons, but we're making it happen. We're making it work. And we're trying to help them help themselves in the future. So you're welcome, future little ones. <laughs> yes. And you're <laughs> Your like niece, you're gonna be like the tia that's like, man, my tia made this shit happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Future kids, I don't know. Yeah, if I have future kids, them too. But for now, my niece and nephews get spoiled rotten. <laughs> They're not complaining, girl. They're chilling. Yeah. They're like, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, we have to do this for them and mm -hmm. set them up. Yeah, we have to. Well, thank you so much, Christina. Thank you so much. I had so much fun recording this episode. I feel like we should have more, more, more little catch ups of what you're up to next. <laughs> more, more little cheese, cheese sessions and yes. this more of this madre. And I feel like we could have a whole ass episode not talking about our careers of the fuckery we've been through. Girl, yeah. That's a whole other yeah. episode, though. Other topics. <laughs> Other hot topics. We Other might hot be. topics. <laughs> Make well, sure. Thank you, man. Yes. I'm so proud of you, dude. Like you are doing your fucking thing. Thank like, you, girl. You're branching out and doing all this cool stuff, and I'm proud of you. Like I'm so so proud of you. You're oh. you're not you're branching out, doing all these things, trying to help people, not only through like what we do, but through like your hypnotherapy and mm -hmm. just. Your kind words, like your stories are like really, really like, huh, it's like a warm hug in the morning when I see your Aww. story. So like, I'm very proud of you, dude. I'm very, very proud. <laughs> oh, girl, you're going to make me cry. Yeah, we're yeah, going to like, No, I'm, I'm, dude, honestly, I'm very proud of you. I you're love you, Christina. Like, a big, big hug. 
thank you, girl. I'll send you a virtual hug because we're not. Well, I'm gonna see you this week anyway. Oh, right? yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl. We're this isn't the last we're gonna talk, but make sure to support Christina. Her Instagram is at sugarmoon underscore by underscore Chris on Instagram. Make sure to follow her, and if you're ever in need of your low hoo ha getting cleaned up, make sure to slide in her DMs too <laughs> or text. Don't slide Ooh, in her DMs. <laughs> yes, make sure to buy her stickers. Slippery when wet, super cute too and thank you so much christina i appreciate you i love you you're my amiga for life and i know you know that yes thank you thank you you. thank you thank you love you too let me go ahead and stop this bye (laughs) bye we stop recording is it still recording